0: Good morning, it's Tuesday, June 18th, 2013, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today, justices reject voting law in Arizona. Unfazed by 2012, GOP is pushing abortion limits, and true or faked, dirt on Chinese fuels blackmail. In today's national headlines, in Detroit, brinksmanship over bankruptcy. Witness says he was longtime hitman for Bulger, and 7-Eleven operators are charged in immigration raids. In today's business headlines, Albany may tighten reign on bank consultants, justices rule for the FTC in a generic drug case, and more data on privacy, but the picture is no clearer. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories titled, Justices Reject Voting Law in Arizona. Reported by Adam Liptak. For the second time in as many terms, the Supreme Court on Monday pushed back against Arizona's attempt to forge its own immigration policy, insisting that the federal government must take the dominant role when it comes to national issues like border control and federal elections. The court ruled 7-2 to two that Arizona may not require proof of citizenship from people seeking to vote in federal elections there. According to lawyers for the plaintiffs, tens of thousands of Arizonans have been denied the ability to vote because they failed to present the required documents when they tried to register. The decision really puts another barrier in front of those who would seek to suppress votes, said Thomas Sines, president of the Mexican-American Legal Defense and Educational Fund. But John Kavanaugh, a state legislator, said the federal government had not done enough. Protecting the credibility of our election system requires that we exclude illegal aliens and any other non-citizen from voting he said, given Arizona's immigration issues. Not being able to request proof, he said, makes that impossible. The decision, with its lopsided vote and its close consideration of the texts of the relevant laws, is not an indication that the court will always be sympathetic to claims of voter suppression. On Monday, Justice Antonine Scalia, writing for the majority in Arizona v. Intertribal Council of Arizona, number 12-72, said a federal law requiring states to accept and use a federal form displaced in Arizona law requiring various kinds of proof of citizenship. The 1993 federal law allows voters to register using a form that asks, Are you a citizen of the United States? Prospective voters must check a box and sign the form, swearing under the penalty of perjury that they are citizens. The state law, by contrast, required prospective voters to prove that they were citizens by providing copies of, or information concerning, documents including birth certificates, passports, naturalization papers, or driver's licenses that are available only to people in the state lawfully. The state law was a result of a 2004 voter initiative that said it was meant to combat voter fraud. Much of Scalia's opinion concerned the meaning of the phrase accept and use, Arizona officials argued that they do accept and use the form, but require additional information. In the decision, Scalia said the phrase accept and use, when understood in context, meant that the federal form had to be accepted as sufficient. In a dissent, Justice Clarence Thomas said the Constitution gave states the power to determine the qualifications of voters in federal elections. Scalia wrote that Arizona had additional options if it wished to obtain proof of citizenship. It may ask the Election Assistance Commission, a federal body, to make changes to the federal form. The commission recently approved a request from Louisiana to require additional information from its voters, Scalia noted.